Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 501. We're starting over, all new, not different. Well, then wouldn't this be episode one? Yeah, well, we, we're not Marvel. We don't renumber our shit. Oh, well, all right. But we have, again, back to the normal format of some books that came out recently that we wanted to discuss. Yep, lots of news. Yeah, quotes well, around we, the word news. We did have some good discussions. And I make fun of Tony a lot. I mean, that's just a given. That's why people listen. So grab a cold <laughs> one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast 501, keeping you abreast about the comic industry. Nice. Almost like I'm back into full swing of things sometimes, and that others. Nope, not at all. Are we recording? Did yeah. you start? Oh, you just you didn't even do a sound check. <laughs> Usually, you make me sound check at least once. I I have a feeling. I don't know. I probably should. Now now you're gonna make me. I know. Stop and be like, <laughs> don't 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 don't. You back in the swing of things of what? What swing of what things? I feel like sometimes, like my adventures. You know how we you would always start off these with a drunken adventure oh, here, yeah. a drunken adventure yeah, there. Yeah, but you're old now. I know, so it doesn't happen as often. Right. Except for this past weekend, in which case. Oh well, now I know why you're dying. Well, what? Because I've been exposed to humans. No, because you drank too much over the weekend, and your old man body can't take it anymore. I mean, that is that is true <laughs> as well. But uh, here in GR, we had Oktoberfest, and that was two weekends ago. Oh, was it two weekends? Yeah. Okay, well, then I I lost a whole Ooh, week. Yeah, you did. Wow. See, hence, some things aren't. <laughs> I guess that could be the same. Yeah, it might be the same. Wasn't so much me though having fun as uh, just got to give props to my dad who is a legend in town who won the mug holding beer stein. He doesn't even contest. drink. That's the fucked up part. You can still be <laughs> strong. He's got old man strength. Well, I'm not saying that. I, usually, drinking and strength are not correlated. So that was not what I was getting. That it's just funny that he goes and hangs out at these beer drinking festivals, and he is nary a nary a drink. He likes to pretend that he is. I don't know. It's the environment. It's, I see. It's the reason why I like going to these sort of things. It's yeah. the camaraderie of it all. That's why I hate him. Because you hate people? I do. That groups, large groups of people? Yes, I do. Well, I will say the trick for holding, because they have a, a their leader full of water, but holding it straight out. Is when you're shorter, you have shorter arms, which makes the whole folk grow up. Like, you'd be the strongest person in the world, but if you have longer arms, the farther out from your shoulder that that is, right. pulls on it more. Uh, which is partly why my dad is shorter. Everyone else that thinks they're big and strong and tall... Right. I lo- ...end up losing. I mean, you know, he still had to beat some other people, but... He held it for three minutes, 50 seconds. Did you do it? Fuck, no, my shoulders are bad. Oh. I, I know that I would fail right, right away. But we were coming up with ways to somehow cheat the system. Like yeah, stick a had, rod near in yeah, the sleeve. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like, somehow just have your arm just rest on it yeah. and no one would know. I guess the world record something like 
12 minutes oh my or God. 13 minutes. That's insane. I'm going to uh, sneeze. Hold on. Can you imagine, though, like, when you hold your, <coughs> like, I did it when we were in elementary school, hold, like, your math book out in front of you and how long you do it. And, of course, we're all kids thinking, that's, Sounds you know, like you, corporal punishment. Well, it was, it was just more of a learning physics of, like, you know, anatomy and body and right. joints. But, again, us kids thinking, well, I can easily hold on to a book, like, when you're holding on to it next to your body. Yeah. Your kids, you don't realize different. Right. And I don't It's know. like when they make you do wall sits. You remember those? Yeah. And you're like, I could do this all day. And then you get, like, five minutes into it, and you're like, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Oh. But you know it's not hard? Reading comics. I'm glad you answered that because my brain went 8,000 places. (laughs) I was just going to spew a bunch of inappropriate things out. You beat me to it, which was probably a good idea. (laughs) Yes, reading comics is one of the easiest things in the world. Yes. And I will say, though, and we've talked about this many times before, too, when we don't record, though... It doesn't keep us up on yeah. needing to read. Right. Granted, you know, I, I'll still read some things here and there, but I don't read as many. And so there's plenty that I'm trying to catch up on. However, one of them within the whole Axe event, which is Avengers, X-Men, Eternals thing that they have going on oh. right now. I'm not caught up on everything. Yeah. But I want to quick briefly talk about uh, Axe uh, Avengers number one. It's one of the tie-ins. Okay. Now, both of my reviews are kind of... They're not bad reviews, but they're not great reviews. They're kind of like, eh, reviews. Oh, fun. Because this event... <laughs> well, it's more or less to just talk about some things sure. that aren't always... You know, I have a ton of other books I need to get to, but uh, the event for this is actually pretty decent. So you have the the Eternals mm-hmm. um, figuring that mutants are a um, biological threat slash not part of the grand scheme, the grand design of Celestials and everything. Didn't they create mutants? Uh, Wasn't that the whole backstory? Not the Celestials necessarily. Oh, the but Eternals. I mean, well, there is the X gene that was there, but I don't think they're the or ones. Or am I that... thinking of Inhumans? Well, Inhumans were made by the Kree when they came and experimented, mm-hmm. which then made a whole different gene. The X gene was there, I think, from the Celestials, okay. but now you're going to make me question I know. It. So sorry. I always get the Eternals and the Inhumans in my brain, like, switched around. Yeah, the Eter- in- Eternals, there's less of them, but yes. they're more powerful. They just had that terrible movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't terrible. It was, it was all right. Yeah. I mean, all... Okay, listen. Yes, it was shot wonderfully. Yes. All okay. right. <laughs> Regardless, Druig anyway. is now in charge of the uh, Eternals. Uh, Thanos was a little bit uh, prior to this event. There's some internal struggle going on. What I gave up on the Eternals books is because they had to do the whole synergy of following what they established in the MCU. Ah. Let them be separate entities to yeah, do totally. their own thing. And I used to love the the history of the Eternals and what has come before that. A lot of people speak to the Neil Gaiman uh, miniseries of them that yeah, kind of came out. Yeah, and it's a good mm. good very st- can we speak well? It's a very good story, 
taking these characters that no one really knew and being like, wow, that actually is pretty excellent writing. But then nothing else came of it. Yeah. And I love that shit. Well, what they've done now is, no, we are actually machine-type robot things. It's like, you didn't need to do that. You can no. just say they don't really reproduce that often. Right. Or make it some other mechanism, not that they are android-type, robot-type things that are just... It's just dumb. Regardless, trying to do too much backstory for this all. They're all fighting. Druig sent uh, some giant Eternals to Krakoa, which then got the X-Men involved. And of then course. the Avengers uh, are living in a... Have been for the past, I feel like, four years now. It's been a while. They've been living in a Celestial's body up in the Antarctic, or Arctic uh, circle up north. Well, they decided to fight these giant things. Let's get this giant robot working again, which then turned on this Celestial that now is judging everyone on Earth, and if they don't pass, they're going to pretty much do its function that it was doing beforehand. Wow. All this is interesting, mind you. This separate comic book not so much ah. because what this does is they're all trapped within um, the prognator that's the celestial's name the progenitor uh, oh yeah that that is not progen- the progenitor like progen- progeny pro- proge- pro- progenitor <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> this giant celestial uh, is is work pretty much you know there's human beings X Men and and Iron Man within it and so it's using its psychic like powers to pretty much not trick them but pretty much test them and that's the problem I would have loved to have seen this happen with a bunch of the people that were here oh, such as you know Essex and yeah. And, Oh, you don't like the art style? No. But again... that's But that's in a personal opinion. I'm just trying to talk... I I actually enjoyed... Okay, this one picture wasn't that great. That's fine. But I enjoyed the art in this. But this whole story takes place of going into uh, Iron Man's mind. Oh, they're in his mind? Well, th- did you not just hear me say that this Celestial is like trying to test them and it's taking its psychic powers and then maybe I veered off from there so it's testing them and it's making them go through like pretty much seems like therapy sessions okay but they're in his mind you said they're in iron man's mind like psychically yes okay but see you gotta did they shrink them are they doing like you know fantastic voyage sort of thing no they're in (laughs) they are in the giant celestial that shall not be named progenitor (laughs) That one. And while being in there, this celestial is attacking the foreign bodies by using its psychic mind to send, like, past traumatic stress stuff going on to these people. But again, we only pretty much see this with Tony Stark, which we've seen this ad nauseum through many different comics of him retreading his past. Oh yeah, I mean he was a real shit think of, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm going through this again and how will I overcome it? So that's the part where I hated about this. I see. I wish if it would have been, I mean, and it's been 
done ad nauseum with Wolverine as well. But again, there's plenty of other X-Men that were in here that they could have... Yeah, I mean, Jean died. Twice. Yeah. And they could have easily gone into some of their minds to explore some of that stuff. But a lot of this was, again, a therapy session for pretty much Tony. And mm. that's where I felt this fell flat. Yeah. No so, one cares about Tony anymore now that he's dead in the movies. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been reading a lot of his book. And not because of that. Just because... I'm still bitter over the whole Civil War two thing, which was... Oh, where he went evil. Again. Yeah. Like... And then he gave up his being Iron Man, and that's when Riri showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. He's just... He's been written terribly lately, but... Anyways. Axe. The whole event of that. Axe. Yes. A-X-E. Pick those up. They've been really good. Uh, Axe Avengers number one. Okay, I kind of did more of the bads than the goods, but uh, yeah, having to relive and come to accept that his parents died in a car crash, I don't need to see that all the fucking time. I mean, you know, how long does it take to get over that? (laughs) Many lifetimes, I guess. So, uh, the other book that I wanted to quick discuss was DC Mech number three. Okay. And I said when I reviewed DC Mech number one that these are just fun stories. I'm not looking to get any like huge reveals out of these because they're also taking place in non-continuity type, you know, right. story settings. Yeah. So these are the type of books that I enjoy. I know this one is a limited series, one of six. So again, you know, going in there, they have their story they want to tell. And again, this is just a story of, we want to take superheroes, but give them giant mech robots. Well, why don't you do that? Set it in its own little universe. And so, this is great, but this this one also is a little less mech robots, a little more... Did this say Crisis on Infinite Earths at the beginning of that? Or was that just... That's just a... Dark uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Oh, that's been going on that I refuse to read, because again, they just had New Frontier, they just yeah. had... Oh, that's an ad. Yeah? yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. For it, because the Justice League was, I guess. Anyway, we don't got to get into it. You're yeah. reviewing this. I feel like I'm turning into, like, angry old man reviewer. You are. Because, like, <laughs> you these are. young kids keep rehashing all these old stories. And, <laughs> and so, anyways, with this one, there's less of the big robots and more of the the human interaction in between the fighting, which... That's okay, but the reason why I want this is because I want to see giant robots. robots. Yeah, that is your thing. Fighting. So, uh, I didn't feel like it really advanced the story as much in this one. It just kind of gave more, you know, background to some of the, the, because they're not human, the superhuman metas that are controlling these mechs. Okay. Which, again, when you think about it, why do you people that have superpowers need mech robots and again that's one of those things which you don't need i'm not here for that i like i don't need that answered because that's just yeah all right but uh i I just i didn't get this at the end where cal l like falls and it's almost like a reintroduction to him landing in smallville but he lands in his giant mecca but the giant from Jonathan 
opening the chest with his giant robot like tractor thing. That to me just made me think, oh shit, does everyone have a fucking oh, robot that's too? Funny. But anyways, uh, I did like this. I I am happy to see where the next one goes though. Him waking up in Smallville um, and having to go around that rigmarole, but uh, rigmarole. Those are my two stories that I kind of just wanted to, to chat with. And well, I have a, I have a I have a few, I have a few this week. Um, are they all from this week? Because I was gonna say we've had quite a few. Well, weeks. one's a graphic novel, so no. Um, I read so I picked up Ballad for Sophie, uh, which has been nominated for a co- for a couple Eisner Awards and a Hugo Award. Um, it it's. It was originally written in Spanish because it's Portuguese. So this is the obviously. Why is it written in Portuguese? English translate. Well, I'm sorry. It was written in Portuguese. <laughs> it could have been Spanish. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. But. Um, but so this is the English translation. Uh, but basically, this the story of this book is is this reporter comes to interview this really old guy who was a, a very famous, well known pianist, um, <laughs> and they <laughs> and they kind of just start at the beginning of his life and kind of go through all of the stuff that he's been through and this kind of uh, you know he was he was raised privileged but then ended up losing it all and. His rivalry with this other kid that was also really, really good at piano, but came from like a poor family, and just all of the the debauchery and stuff that happened throughout his life, and the crazy stuff that happened um, alongside the current, where he's talking to this girl reporter and and seems to be enjoying himself for the first time in a real long time. It's just a real sort of case study of of humanity. You just touched my boob a little. <laughs> Tony just molested me, you guys. Um, <laughs> I was grabbing the book. That was the book corner. Um, the art is beautiful. The story is very well written. Um, the, the, the characters are very well thought out and dynamic. And like, I, well, I blew through it in, in just a couple hours. Um, the, the story whilst, following like a, a theme that we're all used to, right? The the tortured artist going through his life history sort of thing. Felt new and real. Um it 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 just was really enjoyable, easy, fun read. But not easy in the way that like this is a kid's book. It's definitely not. There's a lot of sex in this book <laughs> that happens. I wasn't sure when I picked it up whether it was meant for kids or not. But after getting a little <laughs> bit into it, I was like, nope, this is definitely for adults. Um, so I would suggest if you're going to pick up a graphic novel um, this year, our ballad for Sophie is definitely one I would recommend. Uh, just a real good read. I like the art in this. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautifully drawn. For sure, and and the the style between when it goes from present to into the past, and there's a couple spots where it gets real psychedelic because he's on drugs. Yeah, I was gonna say this <laughs> one that I just open up to is a awesome splash page. Yeah, but really makes me think, yeah, someone's on drugs. Oh which yeah, that would explain for sure. it for sure. Um, 
So that was written by, you took the book, so I don't have it in front of me anymore. <laughs> written by Felipe Mello and Juan Cavia did the art on it. So it's real good stuff. I haven't picked up a graphic novel in a long time, but it was nominated for so many things. that I thought I'd give it a go. I'm proud of you. I'm glad to, to see Thanks. you picking up those again. Right? Supporting the arts. Um, I caught up on a couple books that I'm not going to get into, but Sweet Paprika, I believe, ended. I I'm, I feel fairly certain that this was the last one. If not, they lost the opportunity to wrap the story up in a pretty little bow. Um, I'm not going to give away the ending, though. You guys have to read it. Still lots of sex up until the end. <laughs> um, Eight Billion Genies, their latest issue came out, I think, last week. And then Space Lady which was that super indie comic I was reading that reminded me of Tank Girl in space. Yep. Um, issues two and three have come out since the last, not the last time, but I had to catch up on those too. So those are still good. But the new thing that I read was Dead Man Tells the Spooky Tales, which is a DC um, horror anthology because we're in October now. Yep. Uh, but this is geared towards kids so it's not okay overly spooky but i would say that like the the person who draws the the in between um dead man story because it's very crypt keeper like right he'll they'll have a couple pages of dead man so he's like the spouting narrator. exposition okay. and like tying the last story into the next story sort of thing. And that art is really sort of like trippy and um, here, let me show you. It's just, it's um, not horrific, but like definitely more unsettling than I would say in a traditional like kids book. Um Lots of lots of grave hanging out in graveyards and and just weird like you know here's one of of him as a bat, really kind of a creepy looking. Oh, that's I like that. It's just a great style of art. So the in between the the dead actual dead man stories uh, with him being the crypt keeper type character, I thought was interesting and introducing younger audience to a character that you don't really get to see all that often. Mm -hmm. Cause what a weird character dead man is. <laughs> I mean, he's basically just dead. dead. That's like his whole, his whole <laughs> thing. Um, the stories in here range from like a couple pages to four or five pages and they're all, they're all told in a way that I think aren't pandering to children. It's not like, it's not treating them like they're stupid or anything like that. It definitely is like a smart, young sort of storytelling that's happening in the book. Like the, it's not like just jump scares and mm -hmm. things like that. Like some of them are kind of more like cerebral horror stories Definitely for younger, like, none of them scared me. <laughs> Nothing about it was scary to me. Um, but I thought they were all really well written and drawn, and the, just the variety of, of art that's in here um, was really great. Uh, one of them was drawn by Justin Castaneda. Let me make sure I got his name right here. Who I, we've, I've met him a couple times at cons. He's from Chicago, so he's been to, like, 
Motor City, and I think he's even been to the Grand. I have a, a bunch of his art, um, actually, at the house. So, yeah, Justin Castaneda, Castaneda did a story in here as well. Actually, a really cute story about how this boy comes in possession of a green glowing skull, and the green glowing skull becomes his protector against the bullies. Oh. Um, just... You know, real. I you I really think you would enjoy it, but I also think that it's something you could read with your eldest nephew, and he would really enjoy. Is this a bigger one of like forty nine pages? It's like a hundred it... and some odd pages. Okay, sweet. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, yep. So I would I would say if if you want something spooky, but you're not the type of person who likes gore or anything like that or if you have kids that you want to share some spooky tales with this would be a great thing to pick up and read i used to love reading like goosebumps and stuff yeah aren't yeah that scary but they were ish yeah just look i mean look at that look at that art i mean see that that seems a little more scary than right the the, the dead man scenes in between i would say are probably the more scarier tales and this would definitely be for an older to like i wouldn't share it with your younger maybe 12 year old 13 yeah so but i was happy that i i picked it up and you know i'm always a little bit apprehensive with those bigger books they cost more am i gonna start reading it and be like oh why did i pay seven dollars for this (laughs) Um, but i actually really liked it i'd probably go back and read it again so um check it out and it's the first dc thing i read in a really long time (laughs) There you go. That's what I got this week. I'm trying to think of a good transition. I was like, are you pause- dramatic pausing <laughs> for some reason? So this going to be one of those things where you're like, uh, I can- no, Lindsay didn't do any homework. So I'm just going to sit here until she thinks of something to say because I'm tired of carrying the podcast. No, that's not what I was trying to do. Okay, I was, good. I was trying to carry the <laughs> podcast myself and not... Uh, Failing. Yes. Uh, there was a new trailer for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yes. That gave a lot more insight on lots of different things. I wasn't really paying that much attention to it, so you probably caught a bunch of stuff I didn't even... We saw Ironheart. Mac yeah. at one yep. point. We knew that was coming. We got a better glimpse of Namor and yeah. and his little shark mouth thrown. That was that was Yeah. That right there, that scene and we only saw like three five seconds of it. Yeah. Is if, what I'm gonna pay admission if for. If he doesn't sit on that throne with his legs just spread eagle, then it's not Namor. I'm sorry. It's just not. <laughs> well then we also got to see the new Black Panther. Yes. As you were quick to point out. The Black Panther has tits. <laughs> and I knew she was going to be a chick. I think we talked about this after the last trailer. You're like, well, we don't know who it could be. And I'm like, it's going to be a girl. And you're like, well, we don't know well, who it could be. <laughs> that was me more. I mean, if they're going to follow what comics did, then it's going to be Siri. So. You know, yeah. Mm. Which, again, there's no need to like warp our expectations of who it would be like if it's been fully established within the comic books well it's a bloodline thing so she would make the most sense and if they do go with someone else i have a feeling it will make sense because why would they just oh it's not like fucking season eight of game of thrones Mm. subverting our expectations no because this was this is still ryan coogan right he did he's doing the sequel yeah 
It'll, uh, he's not going to fuck up his original movie. But that's by... like a month away. Yeah. A little bit more than a month away from now, which is crazy. Because, well, we had Thor back in July. Yep, we did. I forgot that that existed. I rewatched it. I mean, it's funny, but it's not. There's been nothing I felt. It was no Ragnarok. Ragnarok to me was the best Thor movie. I rewatch that movie at least every other month. It's the movie I put on when I have a migraine and I don't want to concentrate because I know it by heart. Well, like, I was. The one I looked forward to the most was The Multiverse of Madness. And not saying I didn't like it, I did enjoy it. But I thought it was going to be more multiverse. Yeah. And so we're kind of all trying to... What's the movie that's going to really pull us into the MCU again? Right. And I think we're kind of forever will... Less of the multiverse side, but just more of the... It feels like an event. Well, if it has the same feeling that the last one did, then yes, 100%. Because everyone (coughs) left that movie feeling good about themselves and the world. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to with this one, and I can't wait. On top of that, there's been some other news that has also come out in the last week, which is Wolverine is coming back to... Oh, he's going to be on... Not... He's coming to the MCU because he hasn't ever been there before. Let's be very clear about this. Not just Wolverine is coming back or coming to the MCU in Deadpool 3. Hugh Jackman is coming back to Did play. Did you not hear what I just said? I Wolverine. said Wolverine is coming back. There's only one Wolverine. No, but he said he wasn't going to do it after Logan. He said he wasn't going to do any more after Logan. No, because people have dug through the old uh, archives of the interviews. He specifically said if it were to do something... Well, he didn't specifically say this because I'm butchering it. <laughs> he said something of MCU, maybe. Yeah. So he didn't outright, but I, again, I outright thought that wasn't going to happen. This is all pre, they're not going to have the rights to it and all that. Now that they do, yeah, we thought he put it behind him. Well, Ryan Reynolds is the only one that could convince him to come back, right? They're like BFFs. I mean, technically, Hugh Jackman was already in a Deadpool movie. It was just a picture of him. Yeah, true. (laughs) And, and, And I am just looking forward to what this will be because I want to almost see the five-hour behind-the-scenes shooting documentary behind the scenes of this new Deadpool 3 than the actual movie. Because I can only imagine those two doing some sort of fight sequence and then just doing something goofy where they just die laughing like halfway through is going to happen so much because both of these men just embody goodness and, and, like, that fun... Loki they're, type nature. Yeah, they're 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 good humans, but they're not stick in the muds either. Yeah. They're they're very like I mean you're just you have a tweet up right now from Ryan Reynolds where he drops, you know <laughs> There's a new Ryan yeah, for so happy gym. to have this motherfucker as our spokesman. <laughs> like back in the day if you were a star of Ryan Reynolds caliber, right, you wouldn't be caught dropping the word motherfucker out of your mouth, let alone in in your personal, I guess back then it would have been letters, I don't know, <laughs> interviews with magazines. Well, and I also, I just love that how this got dropped was just Ryan Reynolds talking about an update to, to Deadpool 3, so of course, cool, we're all gonna, 
But then there's just Hugh Jackman in behind, like, in walking behind him, <laughs> heading up the stairs, and him just nonchalantly, you want to be it? Like, sure. Like, how amazingly simple that was for an announcement than having just, hey, I'm Hugh Jackman, I'm going to be, you right. know, doing this thing. Like, yeah. be a little creative with yeah, that. that's not their style. Because they also had another one the next day after that was announced, both of them sitting on the couch to talk about the key aspects of what the movie's going to entail. And then some music drowns them out. And so all you see them is talking and like, mm. kind of like doing some things and like looking at making it look like Hughes, like hitting, you know, Ryan in the head with his, you know, fake you his know, claws. claws and, yeah, yeah. I don't think you have to say fake. I think we all know Hugh Jackman yeah. doesn't have claws. <laughs> Little do you know, he does. He got them surgically implanted because he is Wolverine. But no, like, they... Again, that that whole thing where people are trying to literally read their lips to yeah. see what they've they said. They probably were just gibberishing it up, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because they probably don't have the full script, and even if they did, they wouldn't probably right. do that. But just saying, then we get in a fight scene, and then this and that, and then even if they say, buy aviation gin, but then... Go back yeah. to whatever. It's just marketing genius. Let Ryan Reynolds do what he wants. Yeah, pretty much. That's where gold. we're at. That's where we're yeah. at. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he bought that, that soccer team. Wrexham. I'm sure that's going to uh, win Mac the league. From, it's always year. sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so looking forward to that. Um, something that was also great to kind of celebrate within the realm of you know, comic book nerdage is uh, James Gunn got married just recently, this past weekend. Okay. And uh, one of the things I want to bring up, because everyone talks to him about the the different music for all of his projects, mm-hmm. which, awesome, he he tweeted out some of his playlists, but what I loved even more of hearing, I saw some pictures of the wedding, he has a lot of Marvel people that he stays friends with that were actors or this or that that sure, were sure. obviously invited, but also he's part of the DC universe too, so he had a lot of DC people oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, it's his one. And this whole wedding was like a a couple day affair. It was you know the uh, actual wedding, but there was other fun things going on. To imagine having that much money, I. <laughs> so, but the greatest that I heard is that they had a DC versus Marvel softball game oh that's funny like imagine uh, i guess michael rooker was played like all-time pitcher for both teams and stuff just because he's been part of both of them as well which i was trying to think i was like yeah that is i believe the only one that's kind of crossed over well yeah because james brought him with him for suicide squad to play that bit part that (laughs) yeah which again i was trying to think wait who did he even play in that yeah i can't even remember the character name but i know it wasn't he had that long hair yeah. He looked terrible. <laughs> he, looks, <laughs> he looks so weird. But regardless, that's the sort of fun that I wish I was rich enough to do with sure. some friends. Just yeah. to have a, you know, that sort of theme softball game and just have an awesome fucking wedding. 
Just imagine. Well, and he paid somebody to plan it for him, which is the best part, because when I hear that he had a couple-day wedding, I'm like, that sounds terrible to me. Why would you do that? But, you know, when you have enough money, people just make shit happen for you. I mean, who wouldn't want to have... Like, if you're already going to have I had a three-hour wedding. Yeah, but you also <laughs> didn't have a lot of people, like, come to that. Like, if I were to have, like, friends coming from out of state... Right. I would want to be doing a couple other things besides just one day yeah. with them. I, yeah. That's why I did a three-hour wedding with five people, because I don't care. <laughs> I don't want people coming out of state to celebrate my wedding. It only matters to me. That... And you know the difference is, is because you're not rich. I probably still would have done it this way. I maybe would have um, spent more on dinner. <laughs> I already spent quite a bit on dinner on that night. <laughs> hey, if you were rich, you could pay people to do the DC Marvel. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like... I don't need a wedding to do that shit. <laughs> um. So with it being October, there's... A lot of Halloween themed stuff. Like it seems like the whole month just is yeah, yeah, Halloween for sure. I mean, Hocus Pocus two dropped like October first. Have you watched that? No, I haven't yet, but I do plan on it because I always had a soft spot for yeah. the first one. It's it's weird to me. It's the number of white ladies that are my age that are obsessed with Hocus Pocus. <laughs> it freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> Very true. It's so weird to me. Like, I get it. They're the same women who are also obsessed with Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> but, um, it just, it's, 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 I don't know. It's weird to me. But, you know, I obsess over fucking other shit that most women don't obsess over. So I guess teach their own. But it's a lot. There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not just, I can't imagine it's just the group of women that I know. I would imagine that you probably know a bunch of women our age that are also obsessed with Hocus Pocus for some Very reason. Very much so. And I have, like I said, I haven't watched it yet. But there's going to be a lot of different Halloween stuff that we talk about in the next coming Fuck weeks. Yeah. And one of them is Tombstone Pizza is having a contest. And this is the part where I, I like the theme of it, but it also is like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. But anyone that lives on an Elm Street. Oh, that's fun. So whether you're planning on moving within the month of October, but you have to live between October 1st and October 31st on an Elm Street, so that's got to be your physical look-up address, you can uh, enter for a chance to win pizza for a year. Oh, you don't automatically get it if you live on an Elm Street? No, and that's a sad thing. Tombstone Pizza costs $2 to make. They could give up free pizza for a year to a bunch of people. I feel, they probably have multiple winners, but I I do feel that, yeah, you could almost do for life. 100% you could. You're just going to pull one person, but a lot of these people have all these things, like, Disney has another one, win $1,000 for watching Halloween movies. You see those titles and you think, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And then you find out you could be one of 10 people drawn right. to then make a review and get paid. So it's like, it's really just a simple raffle contest that you yeah. then got to do additional work to I know to win I just want to win stuff with minimal effort. <laughs> like, let me, <laughs> yeah. let me put my name on a form. <laughs> I want to do. Um, one of the funny things that I just learned is why does Batman always sneak up on Commissioner Gordon? Oh, because he thinks it's funny, I would imagine, right? I That's partially, I would too. <laughs> but it, it's been revealed in uh, a, 
recently uh, audio adventures of Batman that okay. he explains this. And pretty much the Commissioner Gordon, you know, he's always saying, you know, why are you doing that? And as Batman says, it's the principle of pano, panopticon. Panopticon? I don't know. I don't know, but that's how it's spelled. (laughs) But I was very excited that you had to pronounce it when I saw it on your screen. (laughs) I was like, I can't wait to hear this. Sounds like part of Transformers line. But anyways, whatever that is, you know I can't always be watching, but you'll never be certain when I'm not. Ah. Which Gordon replies, okay, I hate that. (laughs) Which, you know what, I like like that. Yeah, yeah. That That is cool. Okay, Panopticon, I looked it up. Right? Panopticon is a disciplinary concept brought to life in the form of a central observation tower placed within a circle of prison cells. From the tower, a guard can see every cell an inmate, but the inmates can't see into the tower. Prisoners will never know whether or not they're being watched. Ew. Well, that makes sense. I like the whole thought of that. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm, know why he mm-hmm. needs to do it to Commissioner Gordon, but I guess if he does it to everyone, then it really does truly make you think, is he behind me? Is yeah, he not? right. Let's just pretend he is. Yeah. I mean, you know Gotham Police. I mean, there is a 50-50 chance they're not on the up and up. Right? Yeah. I mean, we know Gordon is, but... But imagine, though, how living... I guess... I mean, I would be a good person there. I wouldn't just all of a sudden turn to be an evil person. But imagine if I was a kind of a jerk. You would always be searching, like, if you were a villain there. Yeah. And you got caught, like, not only once, but they get caught multiple times. Like, yeah. probably on that tenth time, they might think, well, shit, is Batman going to watch me do this again? Because I was... Do you think he's ever given anybody, like, a heart attack by sneaking up on him like that? You know, there are people out there. Josh is one of them. Like, I... Live in the same house as him. He knows I am there and that there's a good chance I'll be in whatever room he walks into. But if I don't, like, stomp up the stairs and, like, make myself announce and I walk into his office and I say, hey, it scares the shit out of him. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how he's going to (laughs) die. So because of that, I used to love doing the, the quick scare, the jump out and go boo. But getting older, I am fearful for people my age of having a heart attack. Right. That I'm like, how bad would that be? And how I terrible would you feel? Yeah. So bad. So, like, I've had many times where I could do that, but then realizing... And then also you remembered that you're almost 40. If yes. Not 40, no, you'll no. be 40 in, yeah, in, in January. Yeah, in a couple months. And so it's like, I now realize maybe that's not as... <laughs> funny as... Well, it's still funny for us, the people who do it. Yeah. <laughs> Although it pisses me off every time I scare Josh, because I'm literally like, I fucking live here. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up putting a rear view mirror in his... <laughs> so he can see me walk in. <laughs> um, an interesting thing uh, that kind of ties together, James Earl Jones has officially s- quit... Being the voice of Darth Vader-ish, I, I don't know a better way to say it. He has signed over his his voice rights. Oh, so they can they can they can use digitally it. use past. He doesn't have like, to go in front of a mic. Do they yeah. still pay him, or do they just pay him the one time? I think it's the one time yeah. fee, and I mean he's older anyway, yeah. so. I mean, eventually they were just gonna do it without his permission, so you Probably, might as yeah. well, yeah. And then get a little bit of money yeah. for the publicity, so. Right. 
So that is official. Then what was revealed uh, was Bruce Willis line. has signed over his likeness so that, like, uh, there's a lot of good tech. I mean, we've seen, like, kind of holograms of Tupac and stuff, but, like, what they can really do with, with VFX over, like, a human face to mm-hmm. make people look and the deep fakes that are out there. So Bruce Willis, who, if people don't know, has been diagnosed with a type of disease that I don't want to say is like Alzheimer's, but he pretty much is losing, like, memory, I believe, or he's pretty much not going to be able to keep continuing doing Yeah, I mean, he's already done. He's already said he can't do it And that's why, like, the last uh, handful of, of movies that he's made over the last several years have just been kind of crappy movies yeah. and people are like he's just doing a cash grab well hint, yeah. hint, he did because he knew he's right. not gonna get much work he's got to do this where he can uh, in fact it's one of the few times the razzies who also another tangent the razzies are the opposite of the oscars where they give awards for like right. worst movie right. and raspberries worst uh yeah actor and actress yep. they actually they nominated him, and then when they found out of the diagnosis, they actually took those nominations back. They're like, in all good conscience, we're, we ought to have fun, but when we now realize, oh, he's doing these movies because of his deteriorating health, it's not fun to make fun of that, which I think is great. Uh, so he signed it over. Well, now there's been some controversy on if he actually has Someone said that he did, and then they're coming out and saying that he actually didn't. didn't. I wouldn't see why he wouldn't anyways. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. So to me, because Josh brought this up the other, and it's aphasia that he has, is the illness that he has, which is the loss of the ability to understand or express speech, which is kind of what you need when you're an actor. It's caused by brain damage. So, you know, maybe he knocked his head a couple too many times doing Die Hard. I don't know what happened there, but... um, so if I were Bruce Willis and somebody came up to me with this offer, I would say, fine, you still pay me for each movie and I get to sign off on the movie. Like, you're not just going to start throwing me in porn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would still... Well, I'm sure you could probably put that in the... Right, that's what I'm saying. I would still want creative... Because when, when Josh was talking to me about it, he said that he just sold like his likeness rights, like a one-time deal. And I'm like, why would you do that? You would have no control over where your image ends up going. Like, I would still want to say, no, not this movie, yes, this movie, no, not this movie, yes, this movie, if you're going to use my face and voice. Yeah, but, I mean, selling it to this other company who would then do it, though, I guess, gives them the rights to be smart enough to not, you know, besmirk his image. Yeah, you would hope, but you don't know. And, like, after he dies, and it's been a couple decades, you could hey, still... if they want to put me in a porn, and <laughs> why not? Well, you're not Bruce Willis, dude! <laughs> You don't have a giant body of work ahead of you. <laughs> I will in the porn You have a, if somebody wanted to deep fake your voice, somebody could do that with all of the content that you've posted on the internet. That is but. true. <laughs> so anyways, that's just, you know, interesting thing. I wouldn't see why you wouldn't want to be the first human to, to right. su- sell all over yeah. your rights. And if your person. a cool thing that they're doing. I, yeah. Just t- technology wise, like the fact that this is a thing you can now do, like. It's pretty awesome, but that it's also one step closer to not needing real actors anymore. 
I mean, you just need to pay somebody to put on a suit and jump around, and there's an art to that, but... Yeah. Not everyone's going to be able to yell yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, with the same <laughs> sort of just meaning that Bruce Willis has. <laughs> oh, so I hope that uh, the new Batman movie shies away from Joker. Oh, me too. Because if there's one thing we need less of than Batman movies, it's Joker. Batman movies with the Joker. Yeah. Uh, I keep, you know, thinking they're going to go that route. I mean, we're, we are having Joker 2 right. with the, the weird, like, French, Spanish something spelling Dukes, Dusex something. <laughs> Maybe that's Latin, I don't know. Is that right there? Faliadu? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is French, I think. Yes. So I was right in, in my trying to remember it. But I, but I don't think we need that Joker movie even. Like, yeah, I was okay probably. for that movie because it was a totally different take on Joker. But I, I again, like... Like I do still enjoy Batman movies, and the Robert Pattinson one was a good take. Sure. And I will see more of those. Yeah. I like Just what they did with the Riddler. I That's what they need to do. They need to... Like, I would love to see a Mr. Freeze done that way. I would love... I mean, they did the Penguin, I guess. Yeah. But that's going to go into uh, HBO right? series, so we'll kind of see that fleshed out. But regardless, yeah, I don't need to see a Joker no. in this world. There's, he, Batman has so many villains. The Joker is just one of them, and I guess one could argue his biggest villain, but, like... But I think they're overreaching with the Joker, too. Like, the Joker did his thing, created anarchy and chaos. The only way I'm okay with this is if the end game of all of this is to do a Joker movie where they do all the Jokers like that black label book that they did where it was all the different jokers that would be awesome especially if you brought back Dick. jack jack nicholson to do his joker but i just feel there's there's one sadistic joker more than them all who will notice some of these people are just crazy not necessarily yeah yeah and they're going to just get killed right yeah, away. Unless they the make some pack, like. Did though. you read the book, The Three Jokers? Yes. Yeah, that's what... But I don't remember it at all. Yeah, there was definitely more than three Jokers on that, too, I think. But... Yeah, that's the only end game that I think is appropriate for this many Jokers. Um, I only have a few things left. Mainly because this next weekend is New York Comic Con. So yep. there's not as much news out yet. Because most of that shit gets released at cons mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh a huge thing that happened this past week in gaming is google has shut down their whole gaming side of uh what they called stadia it was a google console oh so you got you know your xboxes and your you know wii's and switches and yep. all those well stadia was google's uh thing that they're going to do and it was all uh cloud-based you didn't need to pretty much have a huge like box that was going to do it because it all ran off of servers and everything mm -hmm. so the the key to that was 
you're going to always have like some of the freshest games without having to get a whole new station or whatever because mm-hmm. it all runs offline. Well, they're shutting that down. Which means you lost all that shit. Now, the one thing they are doing is they're giving full refunds to all the games and all the you know stuff that people bought. But you can't get back save files if they don't have cross-platform right. saveability. And a lot of things for Stadia did not have that. So. I know there's some person right now that has 65,000 or 6,500 hours in Red Dead Redemption 2, which someone did the math and said, that's like four hours every day yeah, that's, since this thing Why came would you out. want to save that? That's sad. That's But that's this person's life that is now going away because a big tech giant says... We don't want to support this anymore. Listen, man. Listen. As children of the 80s, fucking you know that technology is just one step away from going away all the time. How many times did you play fucking Nintendo and that fucking cartridge wouldn't work or somebody would kick it and you couldn't save the game and you were like five levels into Mario and all you had to start from the beginning? Like that that is a different scenario. It's not. Though. It's the same thing. No, because if you physically have the the disc and and whatever, you can re I mean you're you're really taken though, those didn't have save files on them anyway. Right. Zelda was the first ones. So yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's, That's what I'm a, saying. Somebody kicks it and it turns off and then you have to fucking start from the very beginning. Yeah, but we're not comparing like this is like Tetris to no, no, it's the Horizon same thing. Gone. It's just there is so much better more... technology. But like everybody know you everybody should know. Everybody should know at this point that there's a always a 50/50 chance that if you buy into something new like this, it's going to fucking go away because nobody plays it. Right? Well, people always. were playing it just they weren't getting enough their, people the... were in, I had never even fucking heard of this thing until you said it until it came out of your mouth just now. <laughs> well, I mean, a big part of it, though, was, like, you know, cross-save support was something that they didn't really do within it. There's what, a lot of other things what's that... What's cross-save support? So, going, you could take your... So, if I had, let's say, multiple gaming-type consoles, mm-hmm. and let's say it's a game that was on all of them, because, again, you're not going to be finding Zelda games on a Xbox sure. console, because that's exclusive. Yep. Um, trying to think of... A, a racing game, or let's say Street Fighter. Well, Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption was your example, and that goes across platforms. So if you had X, Xbox and the PlayStation 5 for some reason, you could save as your character, as Tony the Redeemer or something, or <laughs> Terminator or whatever cool, hip <laughs> name that I would have, I could then load that as that character on the other console because they they save to a central, like, okay. a, a person. Sure. Where Stadia did not have that. Okay. You could save to the cloud right. of the server, but once that server's gone, yeah. so is your save file. Sounds like a risk. It was, yeah. It, it is a risk. I just really don't feel bad for these people, I guess is it, my point. But again, when you buy, like, video games now, you will always be able to play them on your console because you can play them offline. Right. You can't play these offline. Right. They, But people knew that when they bought into it. They also 
bought into it thinking Google was not going to just shut down the servers <laughs> four years later. That's their bad. <laughs> That's my point. Technology comes with the risk of it going away. Right? So this, Always. This pretty much teaches don't do cloud saves. Yeah. You learned. And people got physical. People possibly got their money back, which is cool. I'm sorry the dude lost so many hours of his life well, playing I mean, that's a just video one game. Of but it, like but... I that part I don't feel bad about at all. Like it is at the end of the day. It is just a video game. It, it's You still have the memory of playing that many hours of video games by but yourself. That's the whole point. We don't have the memory because there's no memory. <laughs> there's no save file. <clears throat> anyway, I mean, it sucks. Yes, I, you know, whatever. But I also have a hard time feeling bad for him. But I'm not one of those gamer types. So I'm coming at it from a different direction, I guess. The last thing I want to bring up, uh, because in the books it felt like it could have happened, just how the books were written. But The Walking Dead, the TV show, I feel has jumped the shark so many times that, again, this also feels like how. Uh, so we've got to the point where uh, Negan is being redeemed. Yeah. And I remember in the comic books when he redeems himself and it felt natural. And also, you know, Maggie wanted to still kill him and he went off and did his own thing. And then there was even the story of later on of... Yeah, didn't they do like a one shot? Yep, yeah. And pretty much her kind of forgiving him. Right. And, and it was powerful and it seemed... To make sense within mm-hmm. the comic book world, it could. But when you have the medium of TV and you see a person bash your boyfriend's head in with a bat and mm-hmm. the eyeball falls out. It's gross. I don't think there's any point in your life that you would ever think, oh, this guy has redeemed himself. I mean, in this world, no. No. In the world of The Walking Dead, Maybe. But again, maybe comic book medium is totally different for you to have different logical like things make sense yeah. off panel. Where again, when you see it, see this person so much, and that so people are just like feeling like, why the fuck? Yeah. Like, how, how could he be a good guy now? And why can why should we yeah. feel sympathy for him? And it's one of those things of like Negan's their best character. Yeah, I mean that's why they did it. Yeah. They want to keep going with him. Because aren't they doing an offshoot show with I don't him know and Maggie? They, they're doing an offshoot show with Daryl, which... Oh, God. Listen, Daryl was a cool character like 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just like, this show has gone on. I stopped for... watching it, so I can't really like. Speak. Oh, I mainly have stopped, yeah. but I'll sometimes... If it's on, I'll yeah. okay. I'll watch this. Oh, this scene looks just like it was two seasons ago because zombies overrunning this. Oh, they just narrowly escape right. and new survivors who then decide this is mine. Yeah, I feel like this the show, and maybe this wasn't the case with the comics, so you can tell me if that's the case. But I feel like the show, more than the fact that it it got real boring because it kind of did. <laughs> Um, Rick is such an unlikable character. Like, I can't, I could never watch that show and feel bad for, like, their group. Because he's the problem 
all the time. In the show, do you feel that way from the comic book? No, I'm saying just from the show. Yeah. I didn't really ever read the comic. So that's what I'm saying. If You can tell me if I'm wrong comic-wise. No, he felt very... He's terrible. Awesome. It was definite in the show. I always was like, well, this he's the hero because he's the one telling this story. If if it was coming from somebody else's point of view, he 100% would have been a villain because he was such a piece of shit all the time. Yeah. I felt bad for him for a hot three episodes when his wife was cheating on him with his friend or whatever was going on at the beginning of that show. I felt a little bad for him, but after that I got over it because he's such a piece of shit. He was probably a piece of shit before the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why they left him in the hospital. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> oh. uh, so in, in that space, in my head, I 100% could see Negan being redeemed because if Rick was the hero of this entire series for such a long time, then clearly Negan could also be a hero. <laughs> well that's about all I have Did you watch Andor? Oh shit yeah we could talk about a couple of those shows That one no Pretty good I've heard Yep. Um, how many episodes are out now though? Four. Oh sweet okay now I can I kind of wanted to wait a couple weeks I guess I didn't realize it's been out that many weeks uh, To get a better consensus because Obi-Wan I, I I didn't hate it but I also wasn't like floored by it sure. so it's kind of like I love the light on that though yes she was a, a huge positive yes. of that show but there were a lot of other things that just didn't make sense yeah he made poor decisions all the time yes yeah, yeah. so I'm like I want to wait to find out if this show is worth getting into because again I don't need to watch it. It won't take away yeah. anything from the Star Wars that I know. I, it's, I, we put off watching it because I was kind of at that same place where I'm just like, eh. <laughs> but we started watching it. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not going to give it like a, oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Um, but it's good. Uh, we will talk more in depth of these other ones later just because I don't want to discuss it too much, but quick thoughts. Have you watched Rings of Power yet? Nope. Not gonna. So you can talk about it to your little heart's content oh whenever God. you feel like it. I just, I'm just, I don't, I have zero, I have zero interest in Rings it. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. I don't all. even really care about the movies that much, honestly. Fuck you, Lindsay. We're not. <laughs> they were good. I watched them. And it wasn't like I was like, oh my God, these movies are terrible. I just didn't care for them too much. I have a love-hate for this show. Uh, I hate because there's a lot of shit that is not lore-based that I'm like... I've been kind of like arguing online. Yeah. But then there's Nerd there's tears. things that are... It's beautiful in some of the yeah. scenes that you're just like, is that a real fucking place that they found this castle? Like, they spent a lot of money on their VFX. So, And I also am trying not to be one of those gatekeepers to bash people new people that like it right so i'll still have my i'm viewing it as this listen man some people's favorite then, lord of the rings are those terrible cartoons from the 70s <laughs> the hobbit one was great but that's what brought my whole love of everything <laughs> fantasy on uh but yeah i'll talk more in depth of that and then she hulk i have been watching she hulk each episode has been great i've yeah 
I thought I, it's funny, and I like the more characters they include. I'm very happy that they did it. So the first episode, you, if you recall, I was annoyed by the first episode because they went real like, I'm a girl and I can do everything better because I've lived through a lot of trauma and also I'm a feminist and this is going to be the whole show. We're just going to talk about how terrible women's lives are, but how awesome we also are. And um, like, I know that all of that already. I don't need to hear <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> it just felt very like... We have to smack people in the face with it. But they did not continue that into the subsequent episode. So I was happy with that. I hate the Titania character so much. <laughs> She's so annoying. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that I hate her so much. It could be good that she's just a, a, yeah. a good bad guy for that show. Or also it could just be that it's a terrible character. Um, I don't know yet. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I have some thoughts and theories where it's going to go, but since we have a couple more episodes, we'll wait getting into more in-depth discussion, but I'm just, I've been enjoying the ride. Like it's one of the things I look forward to the most is that weekly series because it makes me laugh. And again, them, uh, just again, the side characters that they have in this. Yeah. Uh, really. The one where they did at, um, uh, what's his name's little resort. Did you, uh, did you watch that one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Abomination. I think it was the last one. Yeah. That with all the villains and, and, and like, we're talking like E list level villains here. Like villains that you, even if you're an avid comic book reader have never fucking heard of because they appeared in one issue in 1973. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that they brought in the wrecking crew. Yeah. That that was and that was a couple episodes before again, the their their whole thing as as a bad guy group, which they are like I'd say they're B-list bad guy group. Yeah, they they're, are. They're not sure. worse than that, but they're not A-listers, but they all have some sort of tool like uh like for a construction the wrecking site, ball, a crowbar, that that, yeah. that is like as guardian, like, and I forget the whole real lore behind it, but I think Loki enchanted it to make some uh, bad guys for Thor or something. But they all pretty much give them superpowers when they have these things. So fucking dumb. Yeah. But the wrecking crew is such an awesome name for like I a know. group. Yeah. And then like construction, de- yeah, it's th- yeah. That, again, was one small little fight that I'm like, it makes it feel more like a world mm-hmm. than some of the other movies do. Because, again, you can't just have these cameos all the time. Right. Loving it. What? Um. So, something, we went to watch She-Hulk the other day, and we popped out into the Disney Plus app, and sitting there was a trailer for Werewolf by Night, which I had no idea that they were doing that short. Yeah, it's going to be a one-hour special yeah. now. Oh, it fucking looks awesome. I'm so excited. I'm more excited to see that than anything else Marvel's putting out right now. Well, and there's been more talks of them doing these specials. Uh, I love it. The, I know that they have a Spider-Man special, which there's been the... I the don't whole, want that. The whole thought of, is that going <laughs> to like infringe on the contract of like right. having Tom Holland one more story? There's also... Now we're just going to go on to this podcast for a whole other hour, because there's a lot of other things. Uh... They were originally going to do uh, the, not Iron Wars, the Armor Wars, Armor Wars as a 
television series. Right. Now they're turning that into a full-length movie now. Yep, I saw that. So that's a change. But then they've also had all these other ideas of uh, shows that then kind of got dropped that they're now wanting to do specials. That's fucking fabulous. And so they're just going to have... And and again, yeah, you don't need to have a full-on series, but if you wanted to do something with a couple people and just kind of drop us in that and it's a one-hour theme special... Yeah, yeah. I'm there for it. It's it just flesh tits. Again, I can't believe there is a full-on universe that, again, with as much as we complain about the synergy going into our comics, this is such... It's cool to be here when I mean, this is happening. In the 90s, when you're reading these comic books and you're like, you know what would be really cool is if we could watch movies about these things. And we're thinking, like, the big ones. Like, yeah. never in a million years would like I be expecting and excited to watch a one-hour black-and-white horror special for Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Like, never in a million years did I think they would ever get into that. But you're like, A, this is cool and of itself. Yes. But that it's part of this other world. Yep. It just adds that much awesome. to it. Um, so with that... Nice. Let us end this podcast on a few thoughts. Okay. Linz, what's your thought of the week? Don't watch The Munsters on Netflix. It's terrible. Also, go see bros in movie theaters. If you're straight, go watch The Gay Romance. It's hilarious. I'm down for both of those things. No, don't watch Munsters. Don't, Tony. Don't watch it. It's fucking terrible. (laughs) I heard. But you know me. I like watching those bad movies. It's so bad. We shut it off. (laughs) Oh, it's that bad? Yeah. All right. So stay not thirsty for The Munsters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what else to follow that up with? Fuck Rob Zombie. Go Billy Eichner. <laughs> <laughs>